the um, end of the year. This is the 30th, I believe. And uh, we reflect on the on time itself because it's uh, <clears throat> I found you know a lot of insight came through through uh, contemplating time and uh, you know how you know so we're committed to time as our reality you know the age of our body or the clock or the calendar or the diary and you know the whole the, everywhere the society is very much uh, committed to to living in, in time as the real world. So, so then in Richard in uh, reflections on Dhamma, Santidiko, Akaliko, Akalika Dhamma, then I would um, you know contemplate that what the timeless you know. Um, what is a Kalika Dhamma? And, uh, you know, just this kind of self-inquiry style. And, um, what, you know, trying to to uh, put this concept of a Kaliko or timelessness in, and then reflect on it. Because all the thinking is time-bound. You, all, you know, you can't conceive timelessness. You, you can you have you negate the time itself. You say timeless. So um, so then you you know you're exploring uh, the nature of phenomena, which is all about time. You know, birth and death and arising, ceasing, and, and uh, this way you 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 know you can contemplate that uh, that. Um, Right now, there's only experience. Reality is always in the present. You know, there's no. You know, you can plan for the future, but actually, there's only the present moment is is what's real, and the rest is, uh, you know, a, a creation of the mind. Like right now, sitting here, you're, you know, th- this is. This is the present moment, the Pachubana Dhamma, or the reality of now. And then, of course, you know, our lives are committed to the future, like tomorrow and New Year's, going into the Warin and planning uh, for the the, the uh, memorial service at Watapong and so forth. So this is the future. We have we have this in the future but then right now you know what is it the, the reality of planning uh, for the future what is it in the present and so it, it, you know it's the thinking uh, ideas we create in the present uh, expectations uh, or fears dread or hopes about the future uh, it, we you know, arise in the present. So I think on, you know, on the 16th of January is this, uh, you know, annual ceremony, memorial celebration of Lumpur Cha. And the 16th of January is when he, he uh, died, 
and then they had a, his uh, funeral, his cremation on 16th of January the following year <coughs> so we've got this, this thing in our mind, 16th of January right now 16 January 2011 is we expect that you know, it's not a memory it's the future and so you just begin to notice that that's a perception we create you know a, a, a convention that we use in the present but how many of you really live your lives for the future you know where you're going to go next or what you know the thinking that that if we practice now we should get some desired result in the future is a creation in the present <coughs> so this you can know this is like direct knowing it's, uh, it's, it's not a dismissal or a judgment it's not saying it's wrong to plan for the future or uh, you know it's just noting what it is as, a, as the reality is we do it and the present is like this so then the future is, <coughs> you know, putting it, summing it up, is unknown. It's the mayna and Lumpur teaching, uncertain. It's not known. It's not a memory. But we create expectations or hopes or dreads, fears, plans. So, so many people's lives are lived always, you know, expecting something in the future. The present moment can be not noticed at all because maybe we're busy planning uh, our life out for the future. Or, you know, and then you're sitting here and then the past, yesterday, what is that right now? As you're sitting here, this is the present moment, and then yesterday is a memory. So I remember things that happened yesterday. That I remember that. That's memory because it's already happened, and then the retentive memory will will remember, you know, like things, uh, details of that one experience, uh, things that happened yesterday. And so just by noting, and then you have memories, you know, these five khandas. So you have. All these uh, five khandhas are impermanent, uh, changing, uh, unsatisfactory, and not so. So if, if as you begin to really <coughs> use that, and, and use it for penetrating, you know, on both on the coarse and subtle levels, uh, you know, more and more your your commitment to <clears throat> time is reality and to yourself as a personality these things become increasingly uh, less real for us begin to, to uh, you know we begin to a- acknowledge what they really are we're not dismissing or denying but recognizing And this, this takes a, you know, like a determination to keep at it, so that you, you know, you know, you, you're really learning, you're, you're, all the time, and whatever's happening, you know, whether you're, you're healthy or sickly, or things are going well or going wrong, or whether you're feeling faith and hope and 
and interest or you're bored and fed up uh, everything is is here to be seen for what it is you know so so the moods the emotions the feelings change but that which is aware of impermanence change uh, and that what is that you know so then you investigate can (coughs) can uh, uh, condition know another condition and so these are like this is what you call the self inquiry where you you know you're not interested in getting uh, you know nice little answers out of a book or from somebody else but the way of looking, of kind of observing, and breaking through a lot of assumptions uh, that one holds as as being real and being true. So, what is it that is aware of conditioned phenomena? You know, is it me, Ajahn Tomato, being aware of conditioned phenomena, or what is Ajahn Tomato? And that, of course, then is a is a name and uh, and that is you know a conventional reality you know we use it as a convention but one begins to see it as a condition that which is aware of the name like when when I just contemplate the my this name Ajahn Sumedho that which is aware of the name Ajahn Sumedho doesn't have a name (laughs) and Ajahn Sumedho is convention you know so you have what they call (coughs) conventional reality Samuti Satcha and Paramatta Satcha so then you that which is aware of the name aware of the body aware of of uh, assumptions prejudices, biases, feelings and uh, attitudes the thinking process is not any of that it's uh, this uh, uh, you know this ability as a human to be aware of conditioned phenomena without becoming conditioned phenomena and so that's what we call mindfulness sati and sampachanya and then panya with uh, discernment now really you know taking that to its logical conclusion then you have real insight into this into Dhamma you you know it's seen it's known it's not through perception anymore or words or uh, definitions but through the reality and so then the, the teaching itself uh, you know I, is a convention but it's it's not a convention for grasping it's a convention to encourage and keep directing our attention so like uh, in monastic life you know, the monastic code and monastic life you know you really see it as use it as a way of you know uh, remembering this because it's so easy to get caught up into the problems of a monastery or personal problems with 
with with each other or family problems or doubts and fears and that 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 you know human beings produce endlessly and we and just because we're bhikkhus doesn't mean we don't do that we do it all the time but but you know like training yourself to see the like the robe itself like I say how to use this robe to be mindful you know so just the fact that it's uh, it's a kind of this color and uh, the color itself and the, the kind of style of it you know is a way of uh, you know remind, when you're getting caught up with maybe personal problems or <clears throat> fears and whatnot then then you, you you know just by observing the robe it helps to remind you to put your bun and thumb here and now to start observing just your own maybe anxiety in the present or or whatever you're feeling uh, is you're beginning to use this form as a as in a skillful way to as a reminder not as a uh, another kind of uh, attachment or uh, a self-identity so that you know the, how to use this tradition for awareness you know, it's up you know each one of us has to you know, develop our, we all have our own Vipaka coming to live with. So, so what I'm saying, I'm not, you know, I'm not expecting you to do, do what I've done, but it, it's more like an example of how to, how to, you know, use the way you are, the kind of character tendencies and both the virtues and the vices and whatnot as a way of awareness. And how to use this convention that we all, you know, have have taken on, so that it it, it uh, is encouraging, you know, it's, a, it's using it skillfully for awareness rather than for uh, just uh, you know just become another habit or another identity. So also, you know, in the monastic life, it's based on you know it's a structured. Existence. So you have the senior, uh, the junior, and the new monks and the novices, and all these. These are, you know, kind of part of a structure uh, that is the nature of phenomena. You know, it has uh, all phenomena is is hierarchical. It's some are higher, lower, be older and younger, and taller and shorter, and things like this. So then, uh, out of ignorance, we had to identify with uh, maybe our heights, with our age, with our seniority or juniority or whatever. And then then, then we're just caught in the worldly habit, um, attachment to conditioned phenomena. In this life, it's a constant kind of informing oneself like Lungpo Cha is always saying informing your consciousness with wisdom is like like our you know we're, we're conscious beings but uh, through um, avicca or ignorance we we've uh, we're you know we can have all kinds of 
strange ideas and prejudices and fears and desires that we believe in and, and commit ourselves to like uh, concepts of time and cultural identities and so forth but in uh, you know seeing that this is uh, this is conventional reality and and then our refuge is not in convention but in in this awareness so this this uh, three refuges Buddha Dhamma Sangha is is another skillful uh, way of reminding yourself so you know actually there's nothing to fear as you begin to to you know recognize even your even fear even your tendency to be frightened or or you know if there's you know, be caught up in dread or fear about the future or yourself or doubts about yourself, worries about yourself. These these are conditions that that arise and cease in the present, and your relationship to them is one of knowing them, not judging them. It's not about you know commenting or criticizing, but recognizing. So, like this knowing. And then use it like the Buddha's teaching uh, uh, for noble truths, especially that's the that's the the main one is uh, is something to use to remind, not something to just grasp as an end in itself. So then you know, like a, a completely crazy psychotic person is still conscious but informed that, that, that you know it's that, that person is caught up in in uh, just overwhelmed by delusions and then the awakened individual is can have you can have crazy uh, irrational states of mind but you're aware of them so it's not like you know you we always have reasonable dhamma type thoughts or feelings and emotions but you, you know we as our uh, vipaka kamma matures you know we have to go through various uh, strong fears or maybe obsessions and and whatnot that we begin to see you know as in terms of this is all conditions are impermanent rather than some kind of personal defect or you know making it into some kind of doubt and, and worry and anxiety and identity with yourself so you know this is where you begin to realize that fearlessness is as long as you're as long as there's that that uh, ignorance motivating us then there's a lot to fear you know because the conditions change and we how much control do we have over the environment and our, even our own minds and bodies? But so on that level, <clears throat> fear is a is a kind of uh, existential reality in this realm. This is a fear realm. Fearlessness then is 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 not in destroying or denying, but in awakening, because uh, you realize that even fear itself is an object in consciousness you know you begin to be the knower of the fear rather than the frightened person 
and you you know you you see for yourself. You have a choice: are you going to be this frightened person or be the knower of fear? And then, more as you keep asking this question, then you begin. Of course, there's not really a choice. <laughs> Just let go of fear. You know, not, you're not you're not uh, annihilating it, but you're you're no longer deluded. Uh, uh, caught up and uh, hypnotized by fearful conditions. So that's all for this morning.